0: Thank you. Welcome to episode 110 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Chris Armstrong. I'm a run to PB coach and alongside me to host tonight is fellow run to PB coach and a three-time 225 marathoner, Zach and you. And how you going, mate?
1: Good, mate. How are you, Chris? I'm good,
0: mate. It's, uh, it's like Christmas coming this weekend for us. Oh, it's early and I'm loving it. Jeez, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Oh, I'm gonna I hyped, yeah. oh, I can try and keep a lid on it tonight. Um, so I know people don't necessarily want to hear me screaming about how much fun I'm having for the next, you know, <coughs> 120 minutes. But um, <laughs> no, we we'll get into that. But mate, how how do you feel? Race week is coming up. I know you're not towing the line for the marathon, but you've been there and done it a hell of a lot, including sort of three at that 225 mark. What are your feelings this week?
1: Yeah, it's um it is actually weird not lining up. I, I get um a few people sort of asking and definitely at work because they just assume that um you know if you run that you do a marathon and then you do Melbourne, <laughs> like that's just the given. So a, a lot of people ask, oh, are you do the marathon this year again? And um yeah, and also yeah, I mean it's just for me, yeah. I mean I did my first one in First debut marathon in 2013 at Melbourne so it means a lot Melbourne and uh and I'd run a the 10k there I think I'd done a half before but um yeah I, this week is special because and, and obviously being in Melbourne and, and being in Melbourne I uh you know running around a lot just see this build up and everyone out there and that you know it's just this time of the year just it's exciting and yeah, it's a different feeling going in there though, definitely going in thinking, um, well, yeah, not in a taper and also <laughs> not having to load up on the calves and just enjoy the week. And 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 really, I guess, um, and, and we we're talking off air about our athletes and how excited we are to see them toe the line. So yeah, probably a different focus. I'll be on the bike of uh getting the backpack sorted, getting the drink stopped, um, yeah, plotting out a bit
0: of a, of a loop for uh for the weekend. Yep. So so, yeah, it, sounds good, mate. Well, hopefully, see you out there. Might be able to um, pinch a couple of drinks, maybe.
1: Yeah, give us a thumbs up out there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably definitely be calling out,
0: that's for yeah. sure. But, um, mate, we've got a big show tonight. What, what have we got planned?
1: Yeah, it's, it is a big one. We've uh, I mean, look, we just got that last weekend with um, with well, the weekend pass with Berlin and the an um, unbelievable Just, we could we could talk about we could go with 20 adjectives about the run that Kipchoge had on the weekend and we'll dig into that so we're going to chat about Berlin we had a number of run to BB athletes go around we're going to talk about some of their performances over there what a what an experience that would have been to be in the same race as a great man and we we did see a picture that uh that surfaced on uh the run to bb accounts of uh one of our one of our athletes getting the chance to to pose with
0: the great man so yeah i believe that um kip chogi did actually ask for the photo was the rumor going around yeah i think he asked to be tagged in there
1: give him a bit of credit Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty cool uh yeah so we'll chat through that the Run to bb hero with a bit of a Berlin flavor there and yeah, Melbourne marathon race week. I mean, <laughs> with you tying the line, it's uh, yeah. That's another thing that's exciting me this week is um, yeah, just been being watching your last few weeks or, you know, probably the last month where you really dialed in to some of these marathon workouts. It's uh, it's going to be cool to, to chat to you about how you're feeling going to that um, going into the big dance on the weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that's it, mate. Um, not not long to go now, and mate, I know I was, it probably seemed like I was taking the piss earlier in the week, but I um, did send you and a photo of all the gear laid out <laughs> on the Monday. Um, that's a real thing. It has been out ready to go since Monday, uh, and I'd have my bib ready to go, but um, sadly I can't pick that up. So, um, but it's an excuse to go to the expo, so that's okay. Yeah, uh, I'll
1: be. Yeah, yeah, when you sent that through, I mean, I've been on to some of my athletes and said, you know, get your get your gear organized, get everything laid out, you know, on Saturday. Not uh <laughs> I could have not sent them a photo and said,
0: have a look at this. this is a model student right here. On Monday, he's um
1: it's all set up.
0: This so, is how yeah. we do it. This is um this is how we try not to get too lost or overthink it later in the week. <laughs> <laughs> And you've had plenty of time to do the flat lay shoots, mate.
1: Are you you're going to roll with the uh, sub-socials with it?
0: No. <laughs> no, no. So not, we'll not just use big... that.
1: I'll, I'll use that photo you sent through.
0: Yeah, no, I can't go for it. No, I'm <laughs> not, a, not a big flat lay person myself. Um, yeah. What do you probably. got against the flat lay? No, I don't sort of have anything about it. It's probably more that um, I'm not really after that kind of attention the night before a race. So yeah, um, yeah, it's sort of like I suppose I know like the kit that I'm going to wear. i will sort of I've sent it to you guys because I know so I'm hoping to see you guys out on course. And um, basically. Well, I can tell you now we
1: won't miss you. I'll have the uh, i have the gooder. Uh, song song sun goggles or whatever that's
0: right? <laughs> i think i'll <laughs> um, get blind by the kit you've got set up no so and also i've obviously sent the kit through to Anna and go hey this is this is what um i'm thinking of rolling with for the weekend just getting the, the seal of approval from, <laughs> from, from the training partner and making sure that um, i'm not going to get disowned but um and it's got pretty similar taste, so it's good yep. that'll, that'll work out well yeah, all, all
1: fun and games made in the taper week. So let's take us there. Uh, mm-hmm. 56-ish. I'm looking at straw. Is that about right? 56. Yeah,
0: it was pretty like a. we'd sort of been, most of our peak weeks have been around 80 and we've just sort yeah. of gone with a two-week taper for this one. So into 56 last week. Um, and really, we just sort of, there was a little bit of intensity in the session as such. We did 80 minutes for the long run. Um, and then just a whole lot of like smaller easy runs throughout it. And the session we did on Thursday was seven Ks and just alternating every five hundred between a marathon effort and threshold. So um, just want to do a, do a little bit of work just under marathon pace and then relaxing back to that marathon effort just to help make it feel easy was sort of the theory behind that one. And um, Anna ended up going to the snow, so she spent the, the four day long weekend up there. And um, look, she didn't sort of do too much up there sort of um, skiing with the kids and mm. and with hubby alex and just you know really chilling out and she found it really valuable because it just took her mind off the race um for four days so it's been sure. um, a nice yeah, way to cool, and just yeah. brilliant just a, a nice way to sort of get away and you know they love the snow which is really cool so she's come back all fresh um you know and just can't wait to get stuck into it so yeah, it was, that was really good. And then we just did a tune-up session yesterday. So this one, Chris, just yeah. Sorry, mate. I just want to
1: uh, ask you about that um, marathon pace, some of those mar- – because I know in the taper and you do stuff at Mara, you do a little bit of marathon pace, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how did – because mentally for some – and listeners might get this, and I've had it when I've been tuning in, in a taper, tuning up, doing a few things at marathon pace. You do workouts and you – despite the fact you've done really long efforts at marathon pace, you go to shorty and you go, how, how am I going to hold this for, <laughs> did you have any of those thoughts?
0: Um, not last week, yeah. but I did yesterday. Oh. I, um, I had a shocker yesterday. <laughs> um, That's good. Sometimes they're good to get out of the way. In a, in yeah. A <laughs> oh, look, oh, we can, we can delve into this. Um, sorry. And look, I'm, I know that people don't really want to hear anything about my week, but um yesterday we did three by three minutes at half marathon effort and then into three by one minutes at 5k effort um and my body felt rubbish rubbish is probably too strong a word it felt poor um i just struggled through my hip flexors my back felt a bit locked up um i just couldn't really get moving and i really battled to keep pace with anna and like she was bouncing along in the alpha flies and just looked a million bucks (laughs) just floating effortlessly along like and look, it was windy, it was rainy it was the weather was rubbish, but um it, she was just absolutely killing it whereas it, it I really had to work and I was sort of mm. I got through it um you know everything was intact, no pain or anything, but just you know there's the difference between covering the ground well and it just feeling like a bit of a a push mm. um to hit those efforts and for me, yesterday, I was a push and I sort of really struggled most of probably yesterday and even again sort of this morning just mentally thinking bloody hell Mm -hmm. um that should have felt easy um you know i shouldn't be struggling to do you know a handful of three minute one minute reps but um you know i had a really good chat today um you know and probably even just thinking back so the last marathon i did was in 2017 and exact same thing happened went to go and do three k's at marathon pace from you know back then and you know, which I was hoping to run sort of four minute K's or you know slightly below, and I just remember that was awful. It was really hard, and um, I just I just came away from that one thinking I've got no chance of running what I wanted to run. But you know, you do that early in the week, and then you've got another three or four days for the body to freshen up, and lo and behold, body comes good. And to be honest, when I think back to the half marathon this year that I ran at Gold Coast the session i did earlier in the week felt crap the yeah. pace that i wanted to run was you know we just did k reps and had sort of 90 seconds to two minutes standing recovery and that felt hard but you know fast forward four days you get to the gold coast and just went and you know pretty much held that pace for the full 21 so um as we preach and we've said it many times over <laughs> the many episodes that yeah you can have a crap session during the week, and it doesn't matter if the warm-up feels crap. it's yeah. that's okay. it's you know it's all part of it. And for me, it's just learning to be patient um, and realizing that sometimes you've actually just got to do the things that you tell your athletes because it actually it it's true. Um, yeah. and it's it's easier, I think, to tell our athletes that and when you go through it, you, know, you sort of almost it's to try and catch yourself in the moment, and go. Come on, pull yourself out of this. Like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. You've done all these weeks and months of work. Um, one crappy session on the Tuesday, a week out from the race, doesn't mean that you've lost any fitness. It just, you know, just the body's a bit locked up. But um, yeah, I think, yeah.
1: Do you do you voice these uh, when you're giving feedback to Andy, your coach? Are you giving him this level of detail or are you sort of taking this on board yourself, working through it with your friend? Or
0: Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I've tried not to bother Andy this week because I'm mm. not sort of racing yeah. this one as such. Like I'm, I'm running it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a fairly honest effort, but the goals that I've got. But you're not lying on um, to PB. Yeah, like I'm not – whilst I'm going to have to work, I'm not really um, yeah. too absorbed with – my results and my time gotcha. um, i'm more invested in how my athletes are going to go and yes um you know all my energy is tied up in that so yeah, yeah. you know my, my concern is that the goals i've set for myself um, you know it's just sort of i'm worried that if my body lets me down i'm not actually going to be able to do that to help the people that i want to help yeah and that's whilst um and this is a silly part of it I'll feel like I've let them down. And even though they've expected nothing from me the whole time yeah, and they've never asked, um, I've sort of built this up in my own mind that, um, you know, I want to be out there and be as much help as I can. And, you know, if I'm limping around and struggling to carry water bottles or, you know, <laughs> can't, yeah. even, can't even run the distance, then um, I'm no better than if I was in the grandstand, um, you know, refreshing the app. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, it'll be, I think um, probably today was, you know, just having a chat today and voicing how I felt um, was really good uh, in the sense that it was probably reassuring. It's okay to feel that way, but here's the reality, Um, you know, and you've been, you know, just talking about things that have happened in the past and how it actually turned out. Like it's very rare for me to have um you know had a race that went really poorly and that's right yeah where you go well it's only because the session on the tuesday was crap like (laughs) Mm. if you if you've had a poor race it's not because the session was bad it was you know how did you prepare physically for the months Mm. leading up to it what was your nutrition like um you know were you sick you know they're the sorts of things that cause a poor race it's not because you felt a bit stiff and sorry for yourself on a tuesday morning you know four or five days out from race day so um yeah, it was a good, it was, we were laughing about it by the end of it and how silly it was. But um, yeah. I think for anyone that's sort of listening and that potentially hasn't had a session go to plan, get in touch, you know, probably with your coach or, you know, just someone that you trust that you can confide in. Because sometimes, whilst they might not have the answers and they can't necessarily fix it, just having a chat about it can really do a lot of help.
1: Well, it's a lot of carrying your shoulders, especially if you're feeling a level of pressure that you've got a. That, yeah, you've got a role to do on the day and you feel like, well, you know, off the back of that, maybe that was initially before you had that chat, that was what was going through your head. It's like, well, okay, it's actually, you know, I've got a bit of pressure on this because I, you know, this session didn't come out well. And even yeah. on that, you know what it's like in a taper. You think that by doing less on these workouts that, You'll feel absolutely a million bucks, and this should feel so easy. In fact, you're still having to work a bit, and you just, uh, I don't know, I, I've had this number of times on these shorter sessions where I've dropped down the volume, and I'm thinking, oh, I've been doing massive sessions. So this should feel like a piece of cake. And mm. you always just trick yourself into thinking that it's going to come out really easy when no, it, it won't. Like you actually still have to work a bit in it. And, uh, and those days where you do have to work a bit, sometimes it doesn't feel good. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I could, I could totally understand what that feels like in a, in a taper a week. Or no, just like even modified sessions. Like I've done a, say a modified mono, and I thought, oh, well, it's only 15 minutes. And it should, should feel so much easier than 20 minutes of mono. And yeah. it's like, well, no, it didn't feel 25% less. Like it, it felt no, <laughs> like it actually felt just as hard or, you know, I was working just hard. So, yeah it's an interesting one and uh, and and you you know the, the table it is a, a and i've been chatting to athletes this week it's just trying not to read too much into into any of the runs um you know you can it's almost like when you've had an injury and you think of the sort of phantom pains and you get mm-hmm. that in the marathon it's like you do a run and you just think oh gee am i actually fit enough and you just have to look back and and steve did steve touched on this on um what was it, episode one hundred seven or eight? Uh, mm. A couple, couple of weeks back. About, and I've been talking to my athletes about this this week, and just like, yeah, go back and look at, look at the amount of work you've done and all the good sessions you've done, all the, even have like that you you've just ticked the box, which is actually all you need to do in these big marathon workouts. Week on week, you you know you're ready to
0: go. Yeah, that's it. And I think, um, you know, I'd probably one thing that sort of stood out to me having to think about was just even knowing how different the body responds day to day. So Mm. like, you know, for me, I'll go and do, you know, most cases we'll do 30 to 35 minutes easy on a Monday, the day after a long run and the body feels pretty banged up. And then Tuesday we'll go into a bit over an hour and it feels amazing. Mm. And that's just the difference in 24 hours. So um, when you've got that gap from Tuesday to Sunday, you go, geez, normally it only takes a day to go from, bad to pretty bloody good and yeah, um, you know we've got all these days ahead so um yeah you just got don't you just you just got to trust the process don't
1: you you do i oh, just um <clears throat> couple of new emojis getting a run on the um on the strava mate or maybe uh, anna's got one in there is that a beetle <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <shit. laughs> and, uh, and uh, <laughs> was there any um uh so yeah Yeah, yeah, that's funny um we're doing doing our recovery loop and i reckon we'd got all of maybe 600 meters down the road and poor anna um everything's going along really well and this bug just flew into her eye (laughs) that was massive (laughs) the poor thing and it just like it literally got stuck and you know how sometimes a like if you get something in your eye, like it'll just come out a couple of years later, it was good. Ooh. Nah, it just stayed in there the whole run. And she could hardly see and it was just... Ah, needs nah. to get the figure sunglasses. Mate, lot. well, we did mention that the, potentially a good set of good goggles um, may have yeah. come in handy um, for, the, for that morning and perhaps that's something that we can look at for the marathon. Um, that gives you, I know there's a few um, elite marathoners that are rocking the the big heavy duty good yeah, of sunglasses so the moment, yeah. that they are but um, yeah no luckily enough Anna does have a, a good set of sunnies that are ready to go this Sunday but yeah just decided I mean, it's quarter to six in the morning you just don't think that um, you know you're really going to need sunnies but yeah I mm. guess it's that time of year there's a little bit more light than what, what we have yeah. Daddy, and um, yeah so
1: are you getting swoopings up your way
0: yes um unfortunately close
1: encounters
0: yeah no there has been um and won't say a running joke because i've actually been deadly serious i've maintained all throughout the time i've run with anna that whilst we run together no birds will ever swoop us it will not happen (laughs) whilst we're running as a pair birds will leave you alone i've always believed it i'm adamant that it's true and then um lo and behold, all of like a week or so ago, this bird's just come out and gone us. Like we just literally chased us up the road um, to the point where and it, like the following one that we went and it carried a stick. Oh, that's right. She had the stick yeah. last so, week. That's yeah, right. so we, yeah. we had that and the bird left yeah. us alone, all good. Um, I went out on the Saturday by myself and ran down the middle of the road. I didn't have a stick, I ah. must admit, but the magpie just absolutely went to town on me. Um and to the point where a cyclist was coming the other way and it was not interested at all. And <laughs> not even the slightest yeah, yeah. interest in this bike going past. Um and yeah, it just sort of chased me off up the road. And um, did you have the fluoro yeah. colours on? Is that um no nah, just white shirt, black half-tights. I mean, I was dressed like a magpie. I, was, <laughs> I really like I've tried to assimilate it. Yeah, that's people. a good tactic. Yeah. And good... um no nah, wasn't having no, no. a bar of it. And even to the point where I actually turned around and faced it. And I thought, well, you know, most birds would leave you alone by that stage. No, hadn't, yeah. it didn't care. It just kept going for me. I know I had sunnies on, so I guess it couldn't see my eyes. But um, no, it, it was very persistent. Um, that's, that's the kind of persistence I want to show on the weekend, mate. Just never give up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, so I uh, had, had a couple of swoopings. See, this is
1: the thing, um, and I'm, I'm really going to jinx myself here because um. I'm I'm hearing and I'm seeing things on Strava, seeing things on Instagram, and I, to this day, um, whilst I've been running, and it's well since I was six, yeah, over 10, twenty plus years, um, in Australia, yeah, I've I've never been swooped or a magpie's been near me, but yeah, I, I I'm guessing it's just these locations I've been running, fortunate enough to be running in, they're just not interested in um no. along the Yarra nothing um Yarra flats you don't get them the tan so you know around my navel yeah I just haven't I haven't um and, and
0: look I run it in the evening so that's another factor I gather um I think um Rather than magpies swooping you, though, you are prone to being abused out of a car or a bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that, that like, happens. But yeah. um, we don't sort of get that as much yeah. um, around here because I guess we know most of the cyclists, and they'll like they'll wave um, to a, to a point. But yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll take the odd magpie swooping um, <laughs> rather than getting abused by some weirdo in a car. There's <laughs> a, a lot of, all of us. well now back
1: along the Yarra, like um, along along near the tan and the two bridges and you know sort of along um yeah heading right up to sort of flinders street even along that bike path it's a mixed bike path so it's now the, it's the weather's getting better more commuters and it's, uh, it's it's narrow so it's it's pretty um yeah it's pretty testy along there that's um, yeah. But, you know, like, and also just on Melbourne marathon week, even around the tan, like we're just noticing the amount of people that's just increased this week. And oh. it was, there was a pack of, even tonight we we're running around and, and we're there, our groups there Monday, Wednesday, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, pretty much um, cutting laps. And, you know, we don't really, like we know a lot of people around there, like the regulars that will give a wave and other runners, but then we've been getting even the last few weeks sort of, there actually been groups of like it looks like footballers that have just gone, oh, we need to get our last um, few runs in before Melbourne were cramming. And they've been sort of giving us like the real encouragement, like, yeah, good hustle. And like <laughs> giving us like it's, it's not a thing that you really cheer on other runners. And um, but yeah, it's been an interesting set. That, I mean, these these people are there for two, three weeks of the year and then they're gone. We don't see them again. <laughs> yeah. It's um. um it's funny. It's um it is good. A lot of people out running
0: and, um, yeah. Right. Spring on. is in the air, marathon season. It's, it's a good time to be around. I think these, these next few weeks in, in spring, just before the, the wind really starts to pick up and, or yeah. before the, the sun's got too much sting in it.
1: Well, that's it, yeah.
0: yeah. No, you can even start to ditch the layers, mate.
1: Yeah, I'm not far off. I usually wait for daylight savings. <laughs> I've still full tights and long sleeve uh, and, a, and a three quarter, and I, I, I still, yeah, it's it is a running joke within the group of how uh, many layers I've still got on. But um, yeah, but yeah, back back getting some mileage up though, which is good. Chriso knocked out eighty K eighty k, which I look at like Strava. End of May was the last time I hit over eighty k.
0: Yep.
1: So. And yeah, it's uh, look, it's been a, obviously last week, I think I took an extra day Oh, maybe the week before we took that day off. But apart from that, it's been a steady of, you know, five, six days and, you know, getting that long run back up sessions again and was back with, with James Telford over at physio life, who is looking after me with the it's, um all the like really getting on top of this knee and he's, making me so accountable i'm I'm just so accountable to him at the moment because every week he's adding in another exercise we've got another band one it's um sort of like i'm using a band and doing like a squat and then straightening my knee so the big focus he sort of really wants me to to work on is overall strength in the legs and left side's really weak and uh, he, he sort of you know he put showed me in front of me and said mate flex both your quads and one yeah. is actually got muscle and the other one's got nothing and yeah. um you know sort of particularly the air mm-hmm. like he's like, really getting there and um yeah made a lot the, uh in what it's been three weeks now with james there's um yeah a lot of changes already like what i'm noticing which is which is been really good is actually just the day-to-day feeling around walking around so i'd run i'd feel it at a start still feel it at a start and i feel it through that dull lake through a bit of the run but it's getting less and less and even not prevalent in some of the runs so like it's actually almost i mean my sunday run was pretty much felt back to where i was three months ago which was exciting but even the fact that i would uh like run and then during the day i you know i'd struggle to walk down like I, walking down stairs i was sort of a bit tentative or going down hills or walking around i could feel it um yeah and that's going more and more so that's just good for every day sort of uh you know mental health <laughs> to be honest yeah. it's like you're not noticing it the whole time yeah so that can just drain you where you're just like oh jesus just like i just want to actually walk around pain-free
0: and um uh, it's getting quick, it's getting better quickly. And uh, that's that's really positive. Mate, that sounds like really good progress. I was gonna say with the stuff that James has got you doing, has he got you doing sort of any like single leg stuff or is it mainly yeah, a double leg or
1: it's single leg and then yeah, yeah, doing both sides to obviously make it balance and yeah, just some a lot of work around the glutes and yeah. and also just the additional info around, you know, making sure I'm you know getting on the foam roller standing up more breaking the day up with you know more like more water just just really zeroing in on on these things where they can just go to the wayside when your body's not you're sort of running and you're fine with it like you can just sort of have it at a tolerable level you that stuff can drop away whereas it's sort of now trying to get better so it's actually stronger and this this doesn't come back and i can actually yeah get some real benefit from it um yeah even just like i you know i was struggling running out of like if i like at the tan for instance i'll park halfway up anson street which is a steep hill yep. running out of that car downhill is not good for it uh, i i need to start on the flat so he just got me walking down start you know and that it sounds Trivial, but he sort of, you know, James is along the lines of, well, you, you're really jacking it up at the start by doing that. You're like you want to get it even and get into it. And then, because once you've done that sort of change of motion at the start, you're kind of stuck with it. So, yeah. And even the first K is always average for me, but it's now getting to the point where you're up to 500 metres, it's almost feeling, you know, really good and starting to cover the ground. And I think, yeah, more efficient. Feeling more efficient, even you know, like I touched on that Sunday run, which yeah we knocked out um, ninety minutes, I think. Yes, yeah, was, yeah uh, you know uh, the pace. Not uh, I'm not feeling it aerobically because uh, I think I'm just getting stronger and fitter. It's more the fact that I can cover the ground better. That's the that's the thing that's um, exciting me. And sorry, yeah, on the Saturday I did get a session in. We had. Uh, one two three four three two one oh, one yeah. minute off one minute so um yeah just just working on that turnover again still don't have much over <laughs> like one and two just but it's getting better and what i'm noticing is now that holding it on like rep from rep four and three i was actually feeling really strong and 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 this just seems to be this common theme, which um which james even said is like if you're you're feeling better as you get faster so it's just yep. you're more efficient when you're up and you know you're, you're up and going so and that and that that was reflective in the second half of that session I felt a lot better and um yeah it gives me I don't know 325 320s 320 maybe for the three and a fours which is probably sits in about where I reckon I'm at. I I'd, I'd, I'd say I could run a low 34 which is you know I, I think that's probably not far off um where I'm, where I'm at. So yeah, good week to have, uh, you know, a session, a long run, and and just feel like I'm re- really making progress.
0: Yeah, mate. only it sounds really positive in that you know you're starting to educate out. You're still able to put in a quality session. You're still getting some mileage in a long run, and by the sounds of it, you're making some progress in how you're pulling up as well. Because that day to day activity where you're not experiencing as much knee pain and you've got better range of movement, and it's not that focus of oh my knee again like, like it's yeah not always present i think that's really mm. exciting and as you said previously like yes it is going to take some work but it must, it, geez, it must feel good to actually feel like you're making some progress with that strength now with james oh it
1: does yeah and, and james said look like let's let's get six weeks of this you know it's been two three weeks and then six weeks and we can layer on things from that you actually you haven't even done any real true strength strength work. This <laughs> is just very basic. So yeah, I think it could be a really, really good, um, really good change for my running and, and definitely for longevity. And and yeah, you know, it, it, it potentially is going to help me um run faster over over the other distances. So yeah. we will see. Uh, so but yeah even start to think about rails right, chatting Al about uh you know like you know Al sort of off the the idea of like let's get to october we can start to work, we'll uh, work in two sessions by then we'll be up to the 90 you know plus 90 minutes hour 40 on the sunday and we'll be closer to that, that around that 100k mark which is a, a bit of a sweet spot for me as say a 10k fitness and then into november look at 110 120 and then by December I'm sort of eyeing off the wellness run as a, as a 10k target. So it's good to have yeah. something in the calendar just you know n-
0: now we're, you know 2 months out it gives you a good run in. Yeah, absolutely. No, it would be good to see the mileage building up mate. December's not that far away but yeah like you've yeah. got a plan there and it, it's everything's coming together. Yeah, it is good.
1: It's good to sort of yeah have that in place and just yeah, work towards it and enjoying the progress, and and yeah, I know, I know also that you, I will have a bit of a, a plateau in terms of um, when I get into the workouts, because the workouts are actually feeling, I'm really enjoying those that that progression of the workouts, but I know they'll level off again. Um, but yeah, the fact that I can yeah get back to to finishing the run with the group that was the longer that was that long run was you know, I've been turning around early and you know waiting at the cafe for them or you know <laughs> <you're> like just <laughs> being able to be part of that group
0: again is uh, is really fun as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's all good signs. No, good stuff, mate. Now I suppose we've got um there's quite a few highlights over the last week. Where do you want to start, oh, mate? Yeah.
1: how how did you go sunday night getting a a feed so as in a a, (laughs) not you know uh. (laughs) yeah no i had a good
0: dinner i think we had i think we had steak on sunday night no um we're talking berlin marathon yeah um i i went the really lazy option and just went straight to youtube yeah and typed in berlin marathon (laughs) live stream
1: yeah
0: and Um, because you just think well I'll thin it out from there and I'll just see what comes up. And lo and behold, did that, a stream come up on YouTube and it only had about two or three viewers. It's all beauty. This one's only just started. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this will be a while before it gets copyright striked. And sure enough, I reckon we got to about 32K on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, heard about so, this I heard there was yeah. 30,000 people watching this. One. Yeah. Oh, it was great. <laughs> and I was one of the first people on there. Like, well, oh, yeah. You were one of the chat moderators. Yeah, well, I could have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just monitoring the chat for a bit of goat talk. But um, yeah. no, so it sat there and I shared that amongst um, some of my runs of 30,000 people? Yeah, I probably didn't. Um, help my cause if I wanted to watch it for any length of time, but sent that through and I've got, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've got the through to about 30, 32 K and um, they sort of started to make the logo of the Burley marathon a bit bigger. Cause I think they've sort of cottoned on that. It was only a matter of time. And uh, yeah, so you could still hear the commentary, but um, once that went down, it, it was gone and I had to do a little bit of searching, but I did find one, where I could listen to the commentary and you could sort of see a little bit of the footage. Um, so I was I was like, I had the splits up on the computer. Yeah. But um, I would sort of, I listened to the commentary and I could sort of very yeah. vaguely see a picture of Kipchoge coming over the line. So I knew what he finished in by seeing the splits and um, just listening to the um, commentary. I got a sense of the atmosphere, but I didn't actually see any proper footage of him coming across the finish line until maybe an hour or 90 minutes after where um, it was all over Twitter and and Instagram and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah I was pretty happy with what I got for free um, <laughs> I one of the athletes I was talking to just went don't need the live stream mate. i got a flow track right over oh yeah that's half like yeah. uh, that's
1: that's actually where I ended up going because um the guys on the long run this was a, a, was a hot topic of conversation as where well. we were going to watch this where we're going to watch berlin and there was rumors about you know is he going to do it he's going to go after he's going to go out at 60 30 you know and i'm thinking i've got to watch this and mm. josh macy he was some um, one of the guys kiwi steve was involved they were trying to educate me who is a, basically a boomer when it comes to this, <laughs> this <Boomer>. um vpns <laughs> he's like mate just go on and buy this express vpn and i'm like uh, what, what what do i do like how do i and then he... <laughs> then they told me that like and i was i was gonna go and do it uh... and I was like well you get it but then you're still gonna be watching it in in bloody german or something and i'm like <laughs> what's the point um oh, yeah. so i'm up folding all like, that oh, stuff and i'm just gonna get flow track because this is gonna be this is gonna be monumental this one and i'll i saw because they've got uh Frank, i think it's frankfurt later this we've got london coming up New York, so I'll I'll hang on to it for a couple of months, and then I'll probably
0: probably (laughs) push it back in. Yeah, I'll I'll
1: unsubscribe. But um, yeah, and I I am look I I I, because I was the phone was just pinging off its head because people were trying to get these links going, and people were saying, oh, jump on this channel, and (laughs) and uh, I was very happy because I had Flow Track, and I was not dealing with the multiple chat groups. Try
0: try this one. Try this
1: one. Yeah. Yeah, and. I mean, Paul down in, in Tassie, he won't mind me mentioning this. He, he went the VPN route and he was telling, cause I, I had the other guys who were on the VPN asking, Oh, do you know how, you know, any other links? <laughs> and I said, Oh, Paul's watching it from via Ukraine on the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was all these rogue feeds going on. Um, but yeah, it was, Oh, it was just, it was captivating really like and it was the way the aggression he went with it, like it was just the you know, commentators were just early on going, well, what's going on? He's like he's gone out well under pace here. Like mm. <laughs> is this dangerous? You know, like as in terms of uh, is he gonna blow up? And that was in the back of a, a lot of it. it was just like we're gonna see the guy for once, we're gonna fade. And yeah. uh, really climbed the stairs and um, it looked like he was for a, a couple of moments there. And then he pulled it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that it's just, it's, it's just mind blowing really, isn't it? What he—twenty-eight, you? Um, 28, 23 through the first 10 K. Cause I was, it was this um, Jamie Langley tweeted, um, which was a had all the splits, and obviously that first 5k was 14 14. But yeah, the 10k splits is just phenomenal when you look at it oh. this way: a 28 23 10k, then followed by another 28 22, a 28 55, and then a 29 13, and his last 2k were at 28 40 10k pace. Just- so, just two British men have ran a road 10k quicker than 28 22. That's just one road 10K race, not yeah. another four.
0: No, no. <laughs> oh. And one one whole person in all of Europe <laughs> has run a half quicker than fifty nine fifty one this year. Like, yeah, it's just, I think um, it's hard. Like, anyone that's seen footage or watched Kipchoge run before he's just one of those athletes that he doesn't do justice to the pace that he's running at because he's so smooth. Now, mm. um, you know, here's a guy running quality 10 K repeats yeah. um, that, you know, if he was going, if he was training for 10 K, he would be every bit as competitive on the world stage over 10 K as what he would be over the marathon. Mm. Um, but you know, he, he's running these ten k splits, because there's a handful of paces around, people just know oh, he just must be jogging. But <laughs> yeah. you know, he's literally. Well, when just, he's
1: smiling, you're probably asking, thinking he's out for Sunday run. Well, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just bouncing along, thinking, "How yeah. to this?" But um, yeah, it wasn't, an, and it was actually, it was really interesting listening to the commentary where they were actually starting to question him. Yeah, like, you're like hang on, you don't question a great man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got yeah. this. It's going to be fine. But. Um, no, look, did, he did he did uh, fade out a little bit, and I was a little bit worried there. Um, I think it might have been either K thirty eight or thirty nine, where he dropped the three eleven. Which hey, there's no slouch, but when you've been yeah. running two forty eights, I think it turned out on. that that
1: was a wrong split.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Came out that that was yeah, something happened there. It was like a three oh one, shocking. Yeah. He's dropped, yeah,
0: terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's a,
1: yeah, sorry, mate. You
0: go. I was going to say, but he didn't like even when they announced that. I'm saying, well, hang on, he doesn't. If he was struggling, like he's good, but he's human. Like he, there'd be something, there'd be something you'd notice. But it just, it just, he just looked the same. Mm. You know, it was just him put work in his magic, and then he finished in what was sort of what two fifties, you know,
1: two
0: fifty. Uh, yeah,
1: it was 252s.
0: Yeah, so he come home and, you know, the smile on his face. He crosses the line, you know. I mean, that's how I envisage I look after I've had a couple of Morton caffeine gels with just the eyes real <laughs> popping out, a big wide smile oh. on my face. But um, I can tell you now, I'm not covering the ground like that. But um, no Spareful sooner
1: for his yeah. paces, and they oh. were. They looked like they were in the hurt box very early on, and I don't think they were expecting. Him to to go out at that pace and oh. I, I think there was some press off the back of it where he did say that he just kind of felt good or he didn't he, he wasn't intending to go out that quick there was some something that went right because it seemed like he bagged, bagged a bit too much time and well he got it done but yeah it was it was a bit sketchy early That's
0: how hard he's going oh and you know we're all of I think eight or nine K into it and the gentleman who was it won the previous berlin marathon in 203
1: yeah
0: he was already yeah he was already three or 400 meters off and just i remember the commentator saying this is the place you do not ever want to be in a marathon Mm. and here we are inside tent and um unfortunately he's already off the back of kipchoge it was just the paces and and i'm you know literally only one other runner in the field and, and it became Kipchoge versus the clock very quickly, whereas the the women's race was there was a bit of intrigue in that all the way through.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll chat about the women's one because that is that was a bit of a shock to the running world. But um, just on the dollar, like he yeah, like poor bloke had a he went and it was he ended up dnfing at 35k. He he got down to a 338. He was running mm. so it may have... carnage for him may have gone out a fraction hard <laughs> we believe yeah oh. have you seen the there was a few there's been some gold social posts of sort of comparisons and um you know what's your how long can you hang at 201 and it was like he's are so he's 800 eight hundreds are 217 k's at 252 mile 437 two mile 914 and a 14 one five. um you yeah, know he's half. 60 50. Uh, go. yeah, 60 34. Oh, I guess they split it in the middle. Um yeah. but yeah, that's crazy. And and the other thing that was so his average pace at Berlin would have set the new court. So in regards to park run, <laughs> when and this is a good uh, I guess for the the common common man or the common person to Used as a bit of a yardstick, you were talking about how he just, if, if the layperson walked past the pub and sees Kipcho going, okay, it looks like he's running fast, and, but I don't know how fast. And then, yeah, if you look at it as a comparison of park run, his average pace would have set a new course record. So 1421 and eight, uh, 1875 of the 1890 <laughs> park runs globally. So 99% of the park runs. His best 5K would have set a new course record um, at
0: all the park runs globally except for three. Insane, isn't it? I count. <laughs> like his best 5K I think was that 5 to 10K split where he ran 14.09. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 just
1: oh, the guy's like, like 110. Oh, I mean, he's, he's apparently 38 and there's, there's talk that like when he went to world champs, like if you – the maths back it's like he's got to be like 40 mid 40s so well juniors that is so yeah yeah um it's it's it's, uh it's just yeah i think it's
0: i just while he's running i think it's just something we all need to appreciate because he's not going to be around forever and i know Mm -hmm. there was talk that he wants to go to the paris olympics yeah um, you will know, and, and, well, that be his fourth marathon gold medal in a row, I think. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be around forever. And whilst, um, you know, people go, oh, it's the shoes and oh, like, technology's better. Well, ain't no one else running 201. That's a world yeah. record.
1: <laughs> well, how would you feel if you have come second in 205? You lost by four minutes. but You came second in the Burley Marathon and got beaten by four minutes, ran
0: 205. Like- yeah. It's a, great, it's a phenomenal run and yeah. it would, you know it, it would win a lot of other yeah. um, majors you'd qualify to run almost every other country at the Olympics. It just yeah. it's phenomenal but unfortunately on, on this instance you weren't even in the background on the finish you know, yeah. as Kipcho come in, you were that far away that the lead car couldn't even see you. Oh, um, Kip Choy probably doing a workout
1: afterwards. Well, he's <laughs> yeah, <you're> doing it, <laughs> he's just out a couple more 1K reps.
0: He's come, he's come over the over the line, um, and then instantly just didn't break stride, and he's in there hugging and high-fiving yeah. and grabbing flags and running back down the road, and um, you know, and here he is after the event, posing for for photos with some of our our of PB athletes. So, um, you know, just what a legend what a man of the people so yeah it's history and we've been unfortunate enough to witness it off the back of that run so his coach would have to adjust
1: some of his workouts based on his marathon goal pace or marathon paces so wonder what a an easy run pace i mean i we know and we've talked about this that he doesn't actually run that hard but if you you know when you chuck this in these calculators he would not that would probably translate to doing easy runs at 330s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, His recovery run would be at 325.
0: Actually, <laughs> I think um, this might be an interesting experiment and a bit off the cuff, but I'm gonna put we've got some workout calculators on our training platform on Final mm. Surge. I'm gonna put a 201 marathon into here. Not and, doing that, mate. I was yeah. just
1: want to talk about um the I mean whilst Kipchoge had a PV, it wasn't a 20-minute PV which um, the winner, the women's, had which is, uh, to guess, a SAFA. So 20-minute PB to win in a rate, in a course record of 215, third fastest of all time. Mm. You mind. So um, that was, really was overshadowed because of the, of, um, of the chogies, but that was just, that was, and the amazing thing is her previous marathon she had run back in March it was 234, so <laughs> it it's was a big leap. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she went to the world champs and ran an 800 and like 159 or something, so um, yeah, she'd run a couple of halves, run 107 and 108, but didn't indicate a 215. <laughs> um, no, and a track, uh, 10k 3052. So that is. I, and the commentators were saying that, though, you know, she was at yeah, that pace. They were saying she's got no right to be there. And it's almost like,
0: well, yeah, don't put any limits on yourself. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's 30.52 for 10K. Yeah. I reckon that puts it in the ballpark. Like that sort of shows, well, yeah, but the yeah. halves that she ran, like the 107.28 and the 108.20, that's pretty much, I mean, she ran faster than that for the marathon, so the halves aren't, I don't think, a real indicative. But mm. yeah, when you sort of in that thirty minute window, like yeah,
1: okay, yeah. no, we're, I don't know, not minutes, quite yeah, that but, that's, but
0: yeah, wow, what a what a run that was! It's incredible, yeah. isn't it? I mean, because we're getting, I mean, that is getting close to world record. See, because female mm. world records two fourteen, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not as that the, far away.
1: The American Callie D'Amato, yeah, thirty-seven-year-old mother of two, yeah, she had a crack at the at the record. She's got the American record, she's run under two twenty. Um, she's sixth place, two twenty-one. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was a that was an impressive run from there as well. So, um, great stuff at Berlin. Did you get that? Uh, get
0: his easy run pace out? I did. So. Yeah, I- there's some really interesting stuff here. I know <laughs> <laughs> we need to sort of take some of this with a grain of salt. But um, so recover- and this recovery per kilometre, 356 to 415, a mm-hmm. recovery. Easy paces in that 333 to 348 window.
1: You know, that's interesting that it's got 356 to 415. So as a 201 guy, I, I we know people that do their recovery runs at 415s.
0: Mm, we do, <laughs> we Sunday do, <laughs> and they're not—they're yeah. not—they're not breaking three for maxons, yeah. let alone breaking two. But yeah, um, it's, it's, these but calculators it's aren't the exact science. No, they're—they're yeah. they're not. They're not. We must stress that yeah. um, threshold: two forty-six to two fifty-one <laughs> yeah. for a threshy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we've got some the other good part of the calculator here, mate. So it gives you equivalent performances. Mm. So based on your two o one time, sort of what you're capable of, or what that's reflective of, in a race. So how's this with some numbers? Actually, you'll love these. Mm. Um, the two o one ten. So it gives you an age graded score for how that's reflective across the rest of um, humanity. Mm-hmm. and um a two hundred and one ten 10 will um apparently is only worth 98.4 <laughs> <laughs> oh, percent like oh yeah. I, I, so now i would have thought it might be a little bit higher than that <laughs> but um anyway so here's some numbers for you so a 201 marathon according to the calculator i'm using is the equivalent of a one forty one five five eight hundred meters Yeah. Over 5K, it's worthy of a Mm 1241. 10K, 2625. Which, for those playing at home, that's 238 pace uh, (laughs) over 10K. Yeah. And we're looking at a 5811 half marathon as the equivalent. So, 245s for a half. I did see a table that had his um, world ranking,
1: like, you know, the point scores you can get from an IWF run. Mm. And they actually had his 5K as an equivalent of, a, uh, his 10K as an equivalent of a 25.59. Wow.
0: Okay. So, so we're not, I'm not even doing him justice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually. That, that's based on the score. Like it was a, it was an equivalent to a Uh I think it was about 12.25 to the five.
0: Yeah, well, you know, here's another Here's another good one. So it breaks it down even right down to 100 metres. So if he was sprinting, it's the equivalent of a 9.65. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd like Over to see 100. him get out of the blocks um, oh. in the alpha flies
1: as well. Maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's gone, mate. Another... While we're just absolutely frothy over over the Berlin Marathon and, and i um, got to mention the Bottle Man. Oh, the, mate, It's uh, gone viral. Let's um, <laughs> let's delve into this. <laughs> what are your um, what's your
0: <laughs> what's your take when you were watching this guy on on, or did you see him on? TV? So I didn't really notice it at the time because I guess most of the attention was being paid to to kipchoge And I just thought, I mean, here's a guy just with an arm outstretched, handing his bottle. But this guy's slick. Like, and he he needed to be like, I don't know how he got this job. Um, because I'm tipping he's not riding around on dirt roads in Kenya, um, handing his bottle Morton, But um yeah, he was flying around on the bike, you know, his backpack with all the bottles and yeah, like, it was impressive. Like it was a real slick operation.
1: And the celebrations, if you have a look at it on um on the socials he's actually a volunteer so he's 56 years old and he was a um a, 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 he's a triathlete so we won't hold that against him but no, that's um, okay <laughs> big klaus um yeah bottle klaus is uh he's uh yeah so yeah what a he's been a volunteer since 1998 um runners world did a, a bit of a feature on him and um yeah pretty uh i mean he was just so pat like he just it was his job and he made it like he you know world record uh performances need that sort of help and um yeah he was saying he's he got a few tips for people that are doing this on um on Melbourne Marathon Day you've got to keep eye contact uh you gotta shout and then uh you gotta you've gotta show that you're happy every time you get it so uh it's <laughs> <laughs> a few tips for tips those. to live by yeah, right yeah. He said he was absolutely exhausted after as well, which um, it looked like he was, um, yeah. He's actually run a 243, so he's, he's, he's a decent uh, runner in his own right.
0: Yeah. Oh, mate, it's just a very impressive effort because he had, literally had all the bottles in his bag there and, you know, there's a yeah. big, big fresh sort of um, look like to be almost a 600 mil bottle, I'd say, mm-hmm. Um, you know, of fluid there. And Kipchoge is probably only having two or three sips before it's, finding its way back into the road so um yeah i'm not sure what happens with the bottles once they um surely
1: this has becomes full-time gig for him you know update the linkedin profile get an endorsement
0: from from the great man and um yeah just follow follow him around i would have thought so like strength um drink mixing um (laughs) logistics navigation skills like um yeah I just, he could just sell his services
1: for other athletes really um, well there'd be a lot of people that would be you know if, if, if kip chuggie's yeah. not going to look after him maybe he could yeah maybe just push his services out there
0: even the um the after dinner speaker circuit i reckon there's a market here for, <laughs> for um for clause to get out <laughs> and about and sort of make a bit of making a bit of the folding stuff um uh, just telling people um you know that he's really just a significant part of a world record so
1: as as we are going down the route of um wacky things uh in berlin mate this last one and we won't <laughs> listeners have endured enough this year of our um, world record chats um many have thrown their um <laughs> their phones out the window as they've listened to us um drive along but um <laughs> running along sorry <laughs> Berlin Marathon, a world record, was um, was achieved
0: by... Yeah, um, well, the 201.09 was not the only world record that was run that day. Let me tell you, there was another one. And it took five hours, four minutes, and 25 seconds of dedication from... I just want to find... Um, this guy's name. So I don't want to get it. I don't want to like call him no, don't want to, Yeah, yeah. It's the name. let sort of do the man justice. Where are we? I, I not he's his... got a name. I think he's actually <laughs> he's just... by, um, I think he's
1: by, by depot. He's just got. <laughs> Cause his social media name
0: is. You might as well reveal it. I say he's the pineapple man because <laughs> this guy running a marathon is not tough enough for this guy. He's got to do it with a pineapple balanced on his head. Um, <laughs> Like it's just it is, yeah. So and you think, well, what sort of athlete is out there doing this? Well, this guy, I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, here we go. So I found it. So he's an Israeli distance runner. Yeah. Um, Moshe Ledafine is his name, and Zaka. He's sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been practicing this for a long time. Um. But, yeah, and apparently no visible tape, no straps, no rope, no glue. This man must have an incredibly flat scalp. (laughs) That's all I can think because (laughs) it's, you know, it's a pineapple. It's not the most, it's not the flattest of fruits. Um, It's delicious. I'll give it that. Yeah, You know, there's a bit of instability with this thing. And um, I've got it. There's a file photo here, which we may be able to share, but um, it basically looks like it's been just heat glued straight to the top of his scalp like um there's it just doesn't look like it's going to shift but um I tell you what chris so, yeah. my algorithms are really in all sorts when
1: this sort of stuff comes up on my feed, and i see the <laughs> <'cause laughs> the fact that pineapple man came up on my socials is a, is it's probably a real blight
0: on my <laughs> mate um, Um, I hate to think like after you sent that through that um, all of a sudden you're getting all these ads come through for fruit and veg um, (laughs) specials and discounts in the local area or um, just people doing weird stuff. But um, a little bit more on our mate here. In 2019, he ran 11 marathons while balancing a pineapple. (laughs) And not only that, he also did one balancing a flower pot as well. And he's a mini celebrity in Israel. The news station actually crafted a full documentary about him <laughs> in, on, uh, on oh, his socials. In for that one. Yeah, On his socials, he does go by the Pineapple Marathon Runner. So, if anyone's out there thinking that we well, just got real creative today and we've invented this, I'm sorry, but this is real.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you can go and find this guy. Uh, his social handle is Pineapple Marathon Runner. And, um, yeah. Um, put him in the show notes, yeah. Put him um, in the show notes.
1: The big fella said, um, I mean... Ha- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just uh, there is so many questions but the obvious just why <laughs> oh, what are you doing and his response that he told russia running which is a big um big running uh yeah. in russia, <laughs> fruit is of great interest to people i want to bring good to everyone <laughs> the connection between man and nature body and mind are inseparable so the pineapple doesn't fall off my head, it holds even at high speed. Ooh, <laughs> some That's wisdom time. from the great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, uh, uh, come for audience. the come yeah. for the taper week chat. Stay for the for the wisdom. Um, look, we are just um just one with our fruits, aren't we? <laughs> this, this is what happens gone. in taper.
1: I'm not even tapering, but really. you <laughs> go a bit crazy in taper week. But um, yeah, we we've got to move oh. on with some. So run to PB <laughs> results over in Berlin and people that didn't run with their, with pineapples on there. A
0: couple of, uh, well, you have one of your
1: athletes, Chris, going around.
0: I did. So Jasmine, Jasmine Chung. So Jazz, Jazz lives over in Singapore and I can verify she does not train with pineapples. So um, <laughs> Jazz ran a 334.25 and that's an 11 minute PB for her. Yeah. Um, just blown away with jazz's effort. Her original goal, she came in wanted to run a PB and we'd had a bit of a disrupted lead up early in the year. She absolutely shattered her toe doing weights. Oh. Um unfortunately dropped one on a little toe and um did it basically disintegrated. <laughs> uh didn't didn't go well. But um bounced back well and all throughout the year she's done a cross training. She has had a history, you know before we started working together of overuse injuries and a lot mm. of bone stress reactions. So um, we actually made the exercise bike a real feature of a training and mm. Jazz is one of those real dedicated people that if you put something in the plan, she will do it to the letter um, and doesn't matter how boring or um, silly you think it might be, she'll just um, give it 100%. So we did a lot of our tempos and, and interval work on the exercise bike and we also supplemented the long run with the exercise bike as well so we might have done maybe an hour out on the road as an easy run but then she'd come back and do 90 minutes to two hours on the bike just to help build up that leg strength and fatigue because to the point where um because we were being super conservative we actually only got three runs of 20k plus into her legs oh, wow. out on the road so longest run was 26k mm-hmm. um, you know, so whilst Jazz is probably capable of running a bit quicker, you know, in saying that her half PB is um, an hour 39 so through all of this we've been able to really get her up and about and as strong yeah. as possible and um, she did go out a bit quicker than um, I may have thought she would have or asked for but um, a credit to her that um we saw we thought would start out around 520s and bring it in but she pretty much settled into five minute pace and and then gradually brought that into about 30k how was the uh
1: as you as you're fiddling through streams and following the tracking on this um, mate your know, stress levels would have been a little bit there up there yeah so. and
0: I was panicking um I was very very nervous for jazz knowing that um she might have just tried to bank a bit too much time early but yeah, yeah. Um, in some of her notes that she sent me and she sent me a lovely um, mm. race recap like she's um, one of my favorite athletes jazz i know you can't pick favorites but <laughs> she's just look she's a great lady and she's been awesome to work with over the last couple of years but um she kept telling herself to run relaxed until a 30k and then let the gods decide what was going to happen after yeah. that um 32k onwards she, thinking to myself that my definition of comfy may not have been comfy enough at the start. (laughs) And I know I started out faster than expected, although I was quite surprised I could hold five minute pace for as long as I did. But yes, the last few kilometres were very tough. I knew I was slowing down a lot. It was demoralising, but I just told myself I don't go slower than 525s and to take whatever win I could at that point in time. Um, honestly, had thoughts on why I put myself through this and <laughs> if I should ever do it again. Oh, yeah, we've all been there. Um, Jazz also wants to run New York um, and Chicago yeah. um, as well, um, so she's got more marathons lined up. We're trying to, we're negotiating those, but um, got across the line, and she just absolutely balled my eyes out when I crossed the line because I was so relieved that my suffering was over. <laughs> but yeah, that she is um, cool. But did um, did yeah. it the hard way and um just super proud to um you know see that not only the result that she got but all the effort that she's put in but also i've um, sent through several messages since and um just the overwhelming sense of, of happiness that she's got in what she was able to achieve it's really cool i'm so happy for her
1: yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it's in hearing about her journey in terms of having uh, the, the way you've, you've formulated a program and, um, you know, incorporated the cross training and just, yeah, to so get to the start line and do that, make an 11 minute PB. And, and yeah, that mention about balling, it is an emotional time, that marathon uh, finish shoot and gosh, yeah, that is very cool what um, she was able to achieve. But, um, big, 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 uh, big congratulations to, to Jasmine on that one, uh, I had a couple going around in Berlin. I had Andrew Crawless, who's from Castle Maine, but uh, he actually got a call up. Look, probably I reckon it was six, oh, six weeks. So we were building for Melbourne, and then he said, "Mate, I've got an I've got a, an entry into Berlin just through some luck, through some friends." Um, he was actually running under a under a different name of Jeremy, and his results coming up. His track was, like had him living in France, so. I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say, Jeremy. (laughs) Um, I don't know how he's wangled it. Um, Anyway, he was there running with a Richmond, uh, one of his mates who had a Richmond jumper on. So they were definitely not, um, yeah, they were the Aussies there for sure. (laughs) And yeah, he, look, the flight, he actually ended up only getting in on like Friday morning. Um, what was it, either Thursday night or Friday morning? So pretty tight when you, you're coming from coming across from Melbourne, and uh, I think flight might have knocked him around a little bit, but he was that excited to be on the line and that opportunity. I remember when he said to us, "Look, I, you know, I'm, we know this is a week early in the program, but let's give it a go." And we thought, "Why not?" Like you know, you want a you know, it's a bucket list for him. He want to get over into a major. Got a chance to share the roads with with the great man, and uh, yeah, he had three three hours seventeen. Um, look, it, it's probably a little bit off where we were we were hoping, but he was that happy. I mean, I think when um, we talk about messages, he he sort of just sent through, just saying that he was that that stoked just to share the roads, and um, it was a privilege to be out there, and how excited he was to to see Kip Chogi's result. So um and Another, uh another one of my athletes Piyosh, um came over from mumbai india to yeah he's done a few mate. he's done quite a few majors um and he was he's sort of been missing the fact that they were weren't around for the last few years so he he was absolutely keen to get over to europe and 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 run in berlin um it suffered some cramps at 30k battled on really bravely loved the experience um four hours for him um at um yeah a good day like uh, just getting back on and and look we've we've had a bit of an interrupted prep but again for him it it was let's get back on the road and and get another marathon under the belt and yeah so big day for run to pb athletes and uh yeah very cool seeing them seeing them over overseas and leads us into why our fifth athlete that was over there who is incidentally also our run to
0: bb hero oh mate not just run to bb hero my hero <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm very impressed with this um edo and jealous, i think we are as well aren't we oh just um i can't compl- like the fact that so edo satanto is runner 401 and i'll let you go into a bit more detail zach a bit Edo's taken the best part of 30 minutes out of his PB at an overseas marathon, but we're not even sure that the um, PB was the highlight of that day. Are we? Well, it broke our, it it broke our our, uh,
1: Instagram account when we put this one up and it was sent through Matt, Matt Davey is his coach has been for the last year or so. Um, So they've joined forces, but yeah, what, uh, as, as you touched on, massive PB, and we'll go into a bit of background on that, but um, he is a hero for his running. <laughs> but uh, he, he also did get elevated because of his um, his Instagram story that he, or picture he sent on to us where he was in the race hotel with the great goat, uh, the goat uh, with Kipchoge posing after, yeah, his PB, and they were just chatting, both of them chatting about their day out, and uh, I think he was... Oh, just, yeah, just
0: chatting PDs. Yeah. I mean, um, no truth in the rumour that when um Edo told Kipchoge that he did run a 401, that Kipchoge thought he was talking about a mile um, <laughs> yeah. and not his marathon time. But um, no, apparently that nice little chat and um, ex- exchange pleasantries and um, the great man was more than willing to pose for a photo and hang around. And, um, yeah, it was very giving him his time. So very, it's very funny, cool yeah. moment.
1: Edo said to um to Kip Chogi, mate, I had a thirty minute PV. <laughs> uh, Kip Kip Chogi said, "Oh, geez, who's your coach? Like, who's my... So I only had a minute, but I only had a, knocked off a minute or so." So um, yeah, so he'd been in touch with Matt, and uh, looks like Matty will be um trying to take thirty minutes off um Kip Chogi's PV. Yeah,
0: and look to be we did no try and um get Kip Chogi on for an interview. Mm. um tonight but unfortunately had prior commitments but um yeah maybe watch this space hacker yeah we will um <laughs> a couple of highlights
1: from Edo's Day or even mm. a jeez, a low light just reading some of the things Matt Davis bit of a background here is that um he had a bit of an issue with the hotel he was staying at this is the night uh first night I had an AC problem. Uh, oh, this is, okay, this makes sense now that I'm reading what Matt sent through. So he was staying somewhere and they had an AC problem at the hotel that he'd originally booked. So they moved him over to the organizer's hotel. Hence, he was staying where all the elites were. That all, and uh, including Kaká, the uh, Kaka, the uh, ex-soccer player, obviously a great man. Um, yeah, so a bit of a... Um, home omen there if you, you know if <laughs> the aircon goes and they's oh we'll just throw you in with the elites you we're know, <laughs> just a nice little upgrade that's <laughs> um yeah what a, a massive day for um for edo in terms of his journey matt was giving us some background he pretty much only took up running just over a year ago so he'd melbourne last year and then canberra he's done canberra already and now he got the chance to go to berlin and he's taken a huge leap because Melbourne, he took off a minute. Oh, sorry, Cavalry took off a minute from his Melbourne and now he's taken 30 minutes off, um, you know, in Berlin. So what an amazing uh, journey. And to, to think he's only been running for just over a year. Mm. Oh. Off the back of lockdown. And uh, he is right into it. Got the shoe collection, mate. If you, Chris, uh, Chris, I know you're, you're good on kits and matching kits. Edo has got you covered, mate.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I'm not even in the same ballpark. Not yeah. even the same postcode um, in terms of the kit setup that Edo's got. So, um, no, very impressive. But it mate, it's it's been well, not even really a year because, well, I suppose Melbourne Marathon was in December last year. Mm. Here we are in October, all of ten months later, and he's rubbing shoulders with the greatest or the fastest marathon I'd ever do it, um, over in Berlin. So, you know, if he would probably, if Mattress had sat down with him 12 months ago when he started <laughs> his journey with Run to PV, hey, this is the kind of opportunities that might come up. You just would sort have of got laughed at. So, um, yeah. you know, what an Underwell. amazing 12 months.
1: Yeah. And um, I'm sure, um, there's some, some other marathons on the bucket list that he's going to tick off after, after Berlin. So yeah, very cool. And, uh, yeah, big congratulations to Edo. And, um, Should we chat quickly, Melbourne, Marrow, I know we've covered a lot tonight. Uh, we've gone through your week with with the lead up, but we sort of touched on taper week. But a, as a broad brush, you're, you've got a number of athletes. I've got athletes uh, going around. We're both in, you know, you, you're in the taper. I've been through the taper. What are some of the things to think about this week for athletes going through the taper week?
0: Yeah, some of the key things I think, um, you know, probably the common things I tell my athletes is that you can't get any fitter this week and you need yeah. to resist the temptation to do any fitness tests. So, um, like, there's no point trying to see what sort of race shape you're in on a Tuesday, the Wednesday, or the Thursday that, you know, we need to save that for Sunday. It's all about getting fresh. So, um, like, I've always said that the most important sleep is the night before the night before. So in this yeah. case, for a Sunday race, it's the Friday. But um, I looked at really, I think, just to try and get in the habit of having good, consistent sleep in the week of, yeah. because we can always try and go, yeah, no, I'll get it right on Friday, I'll get it right on Friday. But then all of a sudden, maybe there's the neighbours over the road beside, they're going to throw a party that they haven't bothered to tell about, and there goes your Friday <laughs> sleep, and you've just banked all your all your eggs into that basket to try and get a good Friday sleep and it's ruined. So. Yeah. Um, try and get as much sleep throughout the week where you can. If you have a bad sleep at one of those nights, so be it. But if you're consistently pretty good in that area, not such a big deal. Particularly the Saturday night, especially going into this week, daylight savings on Sunday, so we're already ripping an hour from you. Yeah, <laughs> um, as, as it is. So that's um, you know, you can't control that. That's just how it is. So, yeah. um, yeah, but no, nah, get fresh, tick the boxes. Just, um, you know, follow your coach's instructions and stick to the effort levels that it's um, explained in, in your sessions. But um, sleep to your best friend. And even the Saturday, just trying to not waste energy by walking around. Um, mm-hmm. Most of us as runners aren't real good at sitting still or doing yep. nothing. But um, that day before the race, you just want to try and stay off the legs as much as you can. Obviously, there's you're gonna, you can't just lay in bed all day because that's <laughs> yeah that's how it works. Yeah. But um, no, just trying to stay off the legs. What are probably your key things, mate? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely on the same page with that banking
1: extra sleep in there. The, the kit, the getting, getting as much, uh, uh, just taking, minimising stress, organising yourself, getting the kit out, getting your number, checking your shoes, getting that all done. You've already done it, Chris. So about two weeks ago. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, get yeah. it, get it done over the over the Friday, Saturday. Um get your get the get your, how you're going to get there, sort of. Just get the logistics done. Um, yeah, think through that. Um, chat to your coach. Um, you yeah, know, you can start to write down a couple of things, some affirmations, some positive things, and then look back at your workouts, um long runs, your build um you know and that sort of thing you know closer to the day and um yeah it's just there's some it's a positive thing and then you know that saturday yes which it's it's a it's it's a strange week in that in a sense you feel like you're just going through the motions like you actually just and which isn't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like these sessions it's just like, okay, it's just an easy 40 minute run or an easy 30. Like just, just tick the box this week. Um, and then, you know, your body does know something big's coming. And I think that, mm-hmm. that often happens in the session. It's like, you just, you just know it. And you, you just, you hold back on even the runs. That's, that's why I reckon you feel like junk on these easy runs because you're just, it's you're going into that defensive mechanism of like yeah I'm a, I'm gonna go and put myself in the hurt locker for <laughs> on Sunday so yeah. let's be kind and let's 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 just hold back here and I think that's that's in my opinion what, what tends to happen in the taper week so just go with that go with the fact that you know anything that you're doing if you're running slower and you're just you know, that's fine it just means you're gonna have more energy on Sunday
0: Yeah, that's it. No, I couldn't agree more with that. And I I know we sort of touched on carbs last week. with So she gave a really good synopsis of that. But but what about race day? So we've probably all got different things or different routines that suit us based on what we've done in the past. But what what would a race day for a marathon look like for you, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm up early. Um, I remember when I was getting coached, um previous coach with craig he was big on like get up three hours minimum before a race so mm-hmm. you're awake and you're ready because you think about when you do sessions uh and often i was doing sessions at night so i was doing my main sessions were in the night so i was real up all day so i know if i have to do it like a 7 a.m uh, race is 7 a.m marathon so if i was to think well, how many workouts have I done at 7am? And, you know, uh, and that's, and that's something you possibly would have done with your co, um, you know, the lead up, or at least you're, you're used to those morning, but so just so you're up and you're, you're, you're awake and you're moving. And, and you're, you know, that, so yeah, it's a, it's a bit of dead time for sure, but, um, that also allows you to get enough, enough time to eat and get logistic, you know, get on the road or get moving. Um, yeah, and for the warm up, the I mean we won't probably go too far into the drinks plan on the day, but um, we could, you know, I mean I'm a big fan of of using. Well, we've got this year with Morton being on board; it's been fantastic for for athletes to take advantage of what's on course. But just on the warm up, um, eight oh, very 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 light shuffle, eight to ten minutes max. You don't use that first. 5k to work into it um and then yeah getting your position and um making sure you're in that place that you can jump on and you can get into that pace group or around you know people where you and look it's it's a bit of carnage at the start you just gotta be relaxed and really you are gonna it's gonna free up the the, you'll get space and you will make time like you will have a lot of space for the rest of the race so if it's two minutes three minutes five minutes where it's a bit you don't want to be surging and trying to do these quick moves to get around people because you're just going to expend energy that you can't use later on the race so that's another thing um and i've probably gone off a tangent there in terms of more (laughs) um what happens in
0: the race but yeah that's something i'd be looking at race morning yeah i mean like i'd very much from craig's um school of thought getting up early I'm certainly no stranger to that myself but um for a marathon so for me for a seven o'clock start i'd probably wake up about quarter to four and then try and sort of give myself 10 to 15 minutes to wake up and then trying to get my breakfast in around that three hour mark just to give it plenty of time to digest um, and then not sort of having any caffeine until that food has digested. Because I guess what I find is if, if I have caffeine too close to when I've eaten, that, that food will then go through the body and it won't sort of absorb as well. Um, I mean, that's just my own thing. I've got to say I'm not a nutritionist and I don't know that's actually factual, but know yeah. I, I know I actually feel better when I run if I actually have more of a break between when i eat and when i have caffeine but
1: these are things you've tried
0: and tested and you know your mm. body yeah yeah yep yeah. um and then for my warm-up I, with the eight to ten minutes yeah, absolutely um another option i give my runners and i guess because mine we're really mine are a bit more rec based in it. we're just trying to build up to the distance and complete the distance so there's not a lot of difference between their sunday long runs mm and a marathon it's just a, there's extra running um so a warm-up for, for my guys might actually look more like um a walk run so it might be one minute of just gentle running followed by 30 seconds walk yep. they might do that for five or six minutes and then they might go into something a little bit quicker where they're doing some modified strides or run through so they're not going straight of out with the intent of a stride but um very much sort of over that 80 to 100 meters picking up pace, but sort of finishing around 10K effort um, just to get the, the body moving a bit more. And um, also just some drills as well, particularly in the start area because you can be held yeah in, in that start line area for quite a while. And whilst you know the warm-up's good, you might finish your warm-up and find that you've actually got 20 minutes to kill to walk back to the start area and then seed yourself where you want to start the race from. Um, So I just find some drills really handy that you can sort of do some of those in a confined area um, without pushing people out of the way. So that's just another little thing. Um, Melbourne, the weather's looking pretty good for Saturday. So I don't think we're going to have to worry about any rain and the wind doesn't look like it's going to pose too many problems. So um, you could almost get away with sort of leaving your accommodation in your race kit. But if you are someone that does feel the cold, like yourself, Zaka. um, Oh, yeah a good tip is um, spoil yourself, take five bucks out, pop down to St Vinny's or somewhere like that and buy yourself something warm, whether that's a long sleeve top or a hoodie, or I'm sure you will be able to find something there and um, anything that you you know, it's literally just to keep you warm while you're on the start line waiting to go. And just before you start, you can take that off. And also know that um, those clothes will be picked up and donated back to charity as well. Um, They don't just disappear. So yeah. yeah, it's
1: yeah, one just another option. <clears throat> yeah, not nah, spot on mate. Um talking through the race, obviously everyone's got individual plans, more so course any areas and maybe when you've had a look at you've you've done Melbourne. You've done the full before? Yeah, no, I've run yeah. Melbourne a few times, yeah. Yeah. Um any significant areas or landmarks that you use along the course that um
0: yeah yeah. i I break it down um into a few little zones so that the first sort of 5k before you get to albert park i just kind of use that as my settle in time Mm. where i don't really care who's in front of me who's running past um all i want to do is settle into my effort and i'm running the tangents of the course i'm you know just focusing on where the drink stations are um, and maintaining the best line around the course I've got no interest in zigzagging people I only paid yeah. to run 42.2 <laughs> not 42.5 or 43 <laughs> I've taken the shortest way possible so um, you know and I don't care if I lose time early by just holding my line mm. it's just it's being conservative and trying to be efficient so that first 5k for me settled in time just and like
1: be- what park, I'm oh, sorry, Chris. I okay, cut mm-hmm. you off, mate. It's a Park, the, it can be a little bit exposed there, a little bit windy. Mm. So, getting in that group, um, yeah, let it mm-hmm. making sure you're tucked in is, is quite nice. And there's you also do. the 11.2k mark, uh, through Lakeside Drive, I believe, mm-hmm. is the first Morton stop so you got water gatorade and morton so people that are taking the gels on you want to be in a position to get that one at 11.
0: Yeah absolutely um and you beat me to the punch mate I was going to say that next sort of section um of the race for me is literally from Albert Park mm. all the way out to St Kilda and um down Beaconsfield parade and back and for me being efficient it's getting in a pack yeah um it's trying to switch off and sort of not not bludging but it's making sure i'm not on the front of the pack i'm not towing people along i'm trying to conserve my energy and um it's being smart tactically that you know it's having a look at where i am does this effort feel sustainable it's checking in with my body and making sure it's all good um it's also looking up and seeing what's ahead so that Mm -hmm. if if the pack i'm in is fading where's the next one am i you know can i get there conservatively or am i better off just um, you know, potentially maybe losing 30 seconds to a minute sitting in that pack and just knowing that I've got some extra time up my sleeve or extra energy up my sleeve to use. When I get to the next part, which will actually be around 30K when we make the climb back in towards the city. And by climb, I use that term loosely because there's a very slight rise um, yeah. in the road as you, as you head back in towards the city at 30K, which conveniently, I think at 31K, is also... The next um, gel, the Morton gel station as well. But um, from 30K into sort of 36, where you're just running pretty much that straight line back into the city, um, for me, it's more of a consolidation time. Mm. And it's also being aware of your surroundings because at about the 32, 33K mark, there's normally the merge with the half marathoners. And that's where a lot of people... Like there's things to be aware of over these last twelve k is things that can wreck your momentum, particularly if you've gone out a bit hard. Mm. And it can it doesn't take much to throw you out of rhythm, and the legs just go. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's sort of just making sure I've I've gone a bit conservative so that I am strong enough that if there is any momentum swings where. I might get hustled a little bit by some half marathon runners who are in the way or, you know, you're dodging them as they get to drink stations and that sort of thing that you can still deal with that. But also it's the climb to the shrine. Uh, it's the shrine of remembrance and it's also the area where it holds the most carnage um, on the <laughs> marathon course because it's because it, it's, if you were just running this loop around the tan. You wouldn't really think too much of it, but when you get sort of 36, 37K deep into the marathon, it's you're at that time. because you, you've, you've seen the MCG and you've just turned away from it. Yeah. Um, and there's a fair chance that the sun's just starting to come out and it's gotten a little bit warmer <laughs> and and your body's got to work a bit harder to stay cool. So I just find for me, you've got to keep a little bit up your sleeve. You're going to bleed time going up this hill at the shrine anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like you, you've got to be prepared for that. But it doesn't mean the effort needs to drop. It just means, that, I mean, the pace is going to drop away a fraction. But as soon as you get down that last or up that last little rise, because it's almost like a bit of a figure eight, um, mm. that hill. As soon as you're onto that downhill, you know you're home. Like it's all downhill and flat from there. And if you do have a bit up your sleeve, there's no reason why you can't run your fastest 5K, the race over the last 5K. Spot on, mate.
1: Yeah, that. Um, it's funny. I, I'd probably go up past the shrine four times a week, uh, you know, multiple times actually, because we're doing laps, that's the way we run around the town. And uh even tonight we were joking about we were showing uh, we're actually there with uh with Mr. Morton himself, Ben Toomey, um he was giving us the lowdown on how many gels are going to be out there and if people were going to be backpacks and they are going to fill them up. He was <laughs> um, which has happened. But um uh, yeah he and we were just running up there just saying look this yeah <laughs> There's been a few, few souls out there that have been that have been crushed up. Ah, oh. it is. It, if you have gone, just got too impatient early. And that's why a big thing is sitting back and just knowing that you've got to steel yourself for this section and you've got to be ready for it. And if you get confident too early and say, Hey, I'm going to, and I'm all for putting a bit of pressure on St. Kilda road and just, you know, working up, you can see groups ahead. That's a good way to, to run it because you've done, you know, you're up the 30K mark there, so you're fine. But if you're going mm. early, like if you're getting excited along be- Beakersville Parade, I think it's too early. I think mm. it's, you know, I think you can do some damage because you want it, you need to be ready for the shrine. And um, well, so, you, you, so it's not where we're sort of really giving you a warning that it's, it's Heartbreak Hill. It, it's just... From all the mar- I look at the marathons, I've had great days there at Melbourne, and I've felt re- I have the effort level up the hill have been just kept the same effort, and I've come off the back exactly what like you said, Chris O, off the back of the hill, and run the last five k strong. So um. It's a, it's actually a really a, look at it as an opportunity to, to to showcase your strength and move through the field. You know, you could actually mm. make massive gains through there because you come off that hill and then get get rolling it for the last 5k.
0: And it's all throughout the field that carnage. Like don't just think it's confined to that sort of three hour 30 plus bandwagon. Like it's it's literally everyone. There's people mm. that run sort of 215, 220 that oh, like if, yeah, if yeah. you're if you're on that red line just before you get to the shrine, that the shrine tends to be the last mm. bit of kick in the legs that you've got. Like it just it just finishes you off. so yeah um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see I mean, there's always going to be people that power through it um, you know and pace themselves really well and there's going to be some people that uh, yeah. wish that they're, what they felt was comfortable. they just wish they'd taken it a little bit easier <laughs> early on. <laughs> yeah and it's probably a good spot i know
1: we we've referenced steve a couple of times uh dr steve langdon now he's actually officially a doctor at uh, the sports site who we had on a couple of episodes ago he was talking about mantras and also um, visualization and and this is and, and i thought it was interesting when he spoke about yeah visualizing um yeah you know, really getting into the feels of what's going to be like and, and it would be a good spot good way good idea to sort of visualize what that hill's going to feel like and hey i'm i'm in trouble here like i'm working how do i how do i um, focus on effort and how do i just you know scan over the body head toe shake the arms like just start to think through that visualization of um what you're going to do on that hill and um how you're going to how you're going to deal with it and i think it's a it's a good one to to practice before the race
0: yeah that's it you know i think um, Those that haven't tried visualization before, it's definitely worthwhile, Um, particularly on that on the Saturday where you've got a bit of quiet time to yourself. That um, you know, give it a try. Um, You'd be amazed at the difference that it can make um, in terms of the confidence levels, particularly as you get to approach it. um, Yeah, highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be exciting, mate. Uh, I will definitely be seeing you out on course. Uh, I will see you. Coming up around the shrine for sure, because I'll be out at uh, that drink stop, um, giving a few people some last um, last hits of uh, Morton and Flat Coke and all the rest of it. So.
0: <laughs> mate, um, if things aren't going too well, I might ask to borrow the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, maybe um, get, just use it for the trip into the G and I'll just leave it <laughs> outside gate one. But um, no, no you'll be um, fine, mate.
1: You'll, you'll have a good day.
0: No, looking forward to it. I think mean, just the atmosphere of the event, whilst um, Gold Coast is probably the one that receives a bit more recognition around the country, there's nothing that quite beats um, the best part of 20,000 people. Because I mean, with Melbourne, everything's there on the one day at the one time, so you do have all of these people. And um, Running into the G is pretty special. I know um, there's a big difference between <laughs> the crowd mm-hmm. that's there on grand final day versus who comes in for the marathon, but um, it's almost like the the sound of the spectators is put through the speakers and it does feel like mm. there's more people and it, it's actually there. Like there is still a bit of atmosphere in the places you run in. And I know as a runner um, in previous years, like I've got goosebumps and that hasn't been from heat stroke too. So <laughs> it. Literally, it's been adrenaline and, and the atmosphere. So um, for those that are about to run into the MCG for the very first time on Sunday, um, I just... I hope it's an experience that you'll remember very fondly for the rest of your
1: life. Oh, uh, well well summed up, mate. It's a big day and across all events, you know, and it could be your first 10K. Mm It could be your first, um, you know, potentially you're going for a half marathon and then they all finish on the MCG. So, um, yeah, going to be very exciting, mate, to to catch up and, and watch you and then we'll have the afternoon catch up uh, it's at 3.30 in Richmond, Concrete Boots Bar, which is yeah, a lot of Run to BB uh coaches, athletes will be there. And yeah, uh, welcome for to listeners to
0: to drop in and uh and catch up. Maybe even a, an Olympian or two as well.
1: Yes, potentially there'll be um yeah, a few people there. Maybe Kip Chogi will come over
0: and um <laughs> maybe have a chat to Matt and it- uh just Start to get them get
1: them rolling on the program.
0: No, that's good. It'd be interesting to see how we, you know maybe a bit of um, quick Q and A with the great man. But um <laughs> for for our um our run to PB crew, I think um, at last count, mate, we're around eighty. Um, you know, as a round figure of participants that we're going to have across all the events. That um we that's just cool. want to wish yeah, yeah Sorry, as I say, we just want to wish everyone the best of luck. Um, you know that there's been a lot of months of preparation that have gone into this and for as coaches um you know and as a group we're really really chuffed to see so many of you on the start line this weekend so um whether regardless of who you coached by or um, how long you've been with us we just want to wish you all the best and hope you have an amazing race day and um yeah looking forward to sort of debriefing with you whether that's at um the after party at um, you know in the afternoon or or catching up um, afterwards for a bit of a chat um whether they might even be on the g itself so um yeah it's gonna be pretty cool well put mate yeah it's it's this this week
1: and seeing your athletes get on the start line and and if we probably just dial into the marathon specifically sometimes it's it is the home it's a cliche but it's the hardest part is getting on the start line and yeah the result we all want to run our best of our ability things will happen on the day let's be honest you know some people just it'll be a tough day others will have a, the race of their life and a big pv but to get to the start line to, to toe the line to know that you put yourself in a position to have a crack that's the that is the best thing as a coach that's something you know yeah. it's all we can ask for as, as coaches and um yeah, we'll be we'll be proud coaches, and uh, yeah, the Run to VB community is 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 behind each and every one of us. Um, that are,
0: that's, that's tying the line. So, yeah, it's gonna be a big day, mate. That's it. Not long to go now, mate. I'm, I'm just getting butterflies this, just this, thinking time, about it. <laughs> this time. This time oh. next week, we can uh, unpack it all, mate. Oh, mate, this week I'll, yeah. This time next week, I might have to. I'll be in bed doing the podcast i think i'll just be <laughs> calling you from the flat position um, yeah hopefully, yeah hopefully um we can get soph on next week and we can get um an 80, yes. minute, an 80 minute recap of her run and then <laughs> just five minutes of me and you on what we did and that, that'll be heaps but it is um,
1: gonna be, I, no. I, i'm gonna get a megaphone out so just because we know she's (laughs) (laughs) mate. (laughs) If she ignores,
0: if she ignores you or only just gives you a little thumbs up, if you're on the megaphone, I'll be disappointed. I'd I'd be expecting a a big smile on the wave.
1: I'm gonna set up a trampoline and jump (laughs) up and down when she goes past. Um, up on near the shrine, just to get her attention
0: mate i reckon that'd we'll a bit go that will be that the way to go and look even if not so struggling so i know you can have a backpack full of goodies there maybe you know they offer offer a cliff bar or something like that as well um yeah I'll just I'll to help a find yeah, a bit little... of cliff bar i'd just, all even um...
1: set up a juicer and give her a, a <laughs> mix up a morton cocktail whatever whatever it, whatever <laughs> we mate,
0: can do to get her across the line whatever soap needs mate we'll um We'll get her across the line because I mean she's primed, she's ready to go. Um, we would have loved to get her on tonight, but um, unfortunately not available. But um, mate, I'll, yeah. I'll be cheering. I'll be cheering all throughout the room when I see Sophie on the other side of the road. And yeah, I know she'll be pumped to see you around the shrine um, with your bag of goodies, just jing um, her up a bit.
1: <laughs> awesome, mate. Well, you rest up, start banking that sleep. We'll do. Uh,
0: Take care you. and. Um, I'll see you bright and early on Sunday. I will, mate. I'll I'll, I'll be looking out. Are
1: you gonna wear? Are you gonna use the pineapple for the first five k?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny. So I um, wasn't sure whether to go with the pineapple or I might actually start out running backwards. And if it's <laughs> if it's going well, I'll stick with it because um, yeah. who knows? We could be talking to a world record holder next week. You just yeah, know. Just, you never know. Kipchoge <laughs> one week. Chris Armstrong, next. Mate, it's um, it's how we roll here. It's how we roll. Awesome, mate. Well, I will see you. Uh, I'll see you on course, mate. All right. Cheers, mate. Speak soon. Take it easy. See ya. See ya.